Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford, and uh, welcome to the uh, Stu and Stu MSP show for another uh, week. Always with my good friend, uh, Stuart Phelps. Uh, good morning, Stu, and I guess. You know, things are much better down in the Phoenix area than they are up here in uh, in snowy Calgary today. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous here. Uh, we're going to have 86 or 88 degrees today and sunny and warm. And like I mentioned to you before we were on the show, there were squirrels and bunnies hopping across my uh, front yard this morning. I, uh, and so I can't really say that um, I feel sorry for you because in a month or two, we're going to have 110, 112 degree weather. And then, you know, you'll you'll be nice and cool in the in the 70s and 80s. Exactly. Well, that's what one of the benefits of living. And you know, so Stu, just introduce yourself uh, to the program here. You know, Stuart is one of the leading MSP coaches uh, in uh, in our community. So just give me a rundown of uh, of your business and who you are, Stu. Oh, me. Um, well, uh, I'm Stuart Selps. Uh, my company is Stuart Selps Consulting. I am an MSP coach. I work with probably 30 MSPs around around the globe to help them better their business. Um, you know, we we all sometimes need a little help, and just like in a sports analogy, you need someone to help push you forward. That's kind of what I do uh, through, through my plan and my, my coaching. So um, if there's any MSPs out there who want to move their business forward, uh, we have two kinds of plans, and here's my little commercial. We have the S&D Power Teams, which we just launched, which is um, they're peer groups of six people that meet once a month uh, virtually uh, for if you're under half a million in revenue. And uh, we had a great first call yesterday, and uh, we're going to help you push push you forward through that. And if you're over half a million, I work with you one-on-one to really uh, help uh, you strategize and grow your business, uh, utilizing your staff, the technologies you have, and uh, streamlining your processes. Uh, how's that, Stu? Uh, it works for me, my friend. And my name's Stuart Crawford, and uh, with Ulistic, with my company, we are a marketing consulting firm and execution. Services for MSP, so we help you go to market, get all your material done. And we just had some news this week, Stu, as well. We're uh, now into the print advertising business, so we can do collateral materials like presentation folders, stand-up displays, business cards, and all that stuff. So a lot of stuff going on. How we can, you know, how we're helping the MSP community. But let's that's enough about us. Let's get our uh, guests here. Uh, we have uh, James joining us from Tiger Paw Software today, and James is. You know, kind of somewhere in the middle from where Stu and I are. He's smack dab there in Nebraska. And uh, James, uh, welcome to the show today. Thanks, guys. I'm glad to be here. So give us a quick infomercial about uh, Tiger Paw. You know, we've heard about you, you know, the whole uh, in, the, in the PSA space. But tell tell us about a little bit more about Tiger Paw. Absolutely. Well, you know, we are, as you said, we're in Nebraska. We kind of call it the Silicon Prairie out here. Uh, a lot of people think of it as flyover country, but we're pretty happy nestled right here in the center of the country. Um, we have been in business for about 26 years. We got our start automating telecoms, uh, big telecoms, guys running, you know, multi-location, you know, warehouses, uh, doing lots of big quotes, lots of service tickets. Uh, started way back in the DOS days, moved into the Windows, and kind of have evolved over the last 26 years. And what we do now is, is certainly PSA, which is an important component of what we do, uh, but it's not all that we do. We have uh, very robust quoting features. We have inventory features and purchasing features, um, integrated marketing and email marketing management and being able to track your click-throughs and all that, all within one product. So 
from TigerPaw's perspective, software is kind of our delivery vehicle, uh, but what we're really in the business of doing is helping people build their business. And I say build versus grow because some people want to grow it. You know, some people want to have a 50-person company or 200-person company. Some just want to only work 50 hours a week and be able to go on their boat on the weekends. And others want to just simply get their kids through college and not work for somebody else. So kind of our whole mission is through software and education programs, um, training, and all sorts of new initiatives we've got going on, really helping people build that business that they set out to build when they, when they first had that dream. Oh well, yeah, great, and that's a, you know, that's a great, uh, you know, great service that's needed. Definitely, you know, there are a lot of uh, MSPs that, you know, can use that, uh, you know, the software and especially the experience of built from the telecom industry. And as we move into, uh, you know, I, I always look to you know, you, you and I, I've talked about this many, many times, the whole convergence of voice and data. And you know, the theme today is about, you know, things we can do to help our MSP business in a recurring, or in a recovering economy. You know, maybe we can just start off on that. You know, the whole convergence of voice and data is a great uh, place where uh, MSPs can start, you know, looking at ways to offer additional services to our clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. Conver- Sorry, Stu. Go ahead, like James. Okay. Um, the converge market is something that we're very comfortable in because, you know, we've got so many. We've got over 1,000 telecoms and, you know, well over 1,000 IT companies, and we're seeing this whole mixture take place. Uh, in fact, convergence was the big focus of our user conference in Dallas last year, and it's also going to be the primary focus of our user conference that we're also going to do in Dallas this year. Um, so we had phone providers, we had IT people, and our RMN partners, and the idea is that, that this stuff is merging. You know, a lot of the telecoms, the pure telecoms out there, they got started in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, about the time Ma Bell got broken up. And, uh, you know, they know tip and ring, which has been a challenge for IT guys is to kind of grasp the whole tip and ring technology. And it's kind of kept them separate. But with the whole um, emergence of this technology, this IP telephony stuff, network guys get IP. You know, that's not a challenge for them. Uh, endpoints on a network are not a challenge for them. So what we've seen happen is um, the pure play telecoms that used to own these big dominant territories. You know, we have a phone system here. Uh, many years ago that even though we had like 30-some dealers of this phone system that used TigerPaw, we had to buy parts from one local guy. I mean, it was it's essentially price-fixing. It was territorial protection. I mean, these guys had a captive market. Um, th- those kind of days have gone. And what's happening now is this: the, the data guys are encroaching on the, IT, uh, on the telecom side, and the voice guys are realizing if they want to stay relevant and they want to stay in business, they've got to move over to the data side. problem is a lot of these guys are in their 60s, you know, they've been running their business for years, and they're looking for exit strategies as opposed to new business models and new technology that they've got to grasp. Um, so for the telecoms to move into the data side, it's a bit more of a challenge. Now, the advantage they have over the data guys is, you know, you take a, a telecom that's doing $5 million a year in revenue and a data guy that's doing $5 million a year in revenue, and those telecom guys have big databases. You know, they might have 10 times the customers. They might have 20 times the number of customers that a data guy would have. So they have these relationships. So there's this fight here in the middle, and the wise guy wants to be in the middle of all this. Um, so from a perspective of the data guys getting over there, you know, you no longer have the tip and ring technology. You don't necessarily have all those relationships, but there's a huge opportunity, a huge opportunity with these phone systems to go out there and really start moving towards that true total ownership of the network that's always been bannered about for years. Um, and we think that this is the way it's going. Even in the AV space, we have a lot of customers in the AV space. You're starting to see lighting systems and stereo systems and all that become endpoints on a network. 
you know, the idea that in the future a managed service provider can do all of that. You know, imagine going out and having a customer that's got landscape lights and going out and replacing the bulbs before the customer even realizes they're burnt out. You know, that's where all mm-hmm. this is going, and we're seeing it primarily mm-hmm. happening in the voice and data side right now. Well, I have a bu- my buddy there who is a telecom provider. Uh, also, another thing, and Stu, I'll get to you in a second here, but when I need to get this off my uh, off my chest. His biggest complaint about IT guys getting into the telecom space is the margins are starting to decrease rapidly because tr- traditional telecom was always about a, about a 2.2, 2.5 uh, times uh, cost, what they were selling telephone systems for. And he's seeing our IT mindset coming in at uh, 10 to 20 points. Uh, huge, uh, huge issue for him. Stu, maybe I'll flip it over to you for uh, any yeah, feedback well, from you. Well, I kind of, I kind of have a question for James. Are you seeing any of your your telecom guys buying or merging with IT firms? Because there's a yeah. lot of talk of M and A right now, and I, I was just on a call with Dave Schaffern yesterday. Um, one of my clients is looking to buy up some smaller firms, and, but you know, are you seeing uh, the convergence of that of, the, of these telecom guys kind of controlling their market and buying? Uh, some IT firms? You know, that's a great question. And we do see a lot of M&A activity. Um, you know, our biggest customer, Carousel, and they're a giant. You know, they're 800 people running out there, and they're swallowing up a lot of smaller companies all the time. And we're starting to see it now at the lower level, too. It's kind of like the first phase was partnerships. You know, an IT guy went out and tried to find a telecom guy to partner with so they could kind of go out there together and approach this. And I think, in general, that just didn't work. I think you had control issues. You know, who, who really owns the network? Who owns that data pipe? And so there was kind of a fight for the customer and, and starting to see an overlap of services. So that was kind of phase one of how this went. Phase two is, is, um, is kind of a mixture. You're seeing that M&A activity where people are, are putting them in one entity, which I think is a lot stronger of an offering and a lot less potential for problems than two companies trying to partner. Um, you're also seeing things that the telecoms are looking at um, you know, using outsourced knocks, you know, as a first step. So saying, hey, I don't have to add these technicians today, but if I can partner with an outside knock, I can add these IT services, and as it grows, I can look at bringing it on, on board. Um, so I think kind of you're seeing the telecom and the outside knock as well as the mergers taking place right now. Right. Yeah, um, it's huge. And, and going, yeah. Back to, going back to the theme of our show in, in you know, helping MSPs in a recovering economy, now if there's any MSPs that are listening to this show right now and you're not doing telco or you haven't teamed up with somebody that can help you with telco, you better do it now because, you know, whether it's VoIP or, uh, you know, standard POTS or, or a standard phone system or, or a, a T1s, you should be selling it because it, as the successful, the, the top um, MSPs out there are selling telco, are implementing phone systems, are doing VoIP, are doing some type of voice in conjunction with the data services. They're owning the clients. And that's how they're winning in in the down economy and as it starts to recover. Do you guys agree or disagree? Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah, in fact, we're seeing the RMM vendors now working more closely with the telecom providers. You know, because of our strong telecom presence, you know, we got a couple hundred Toshiba dealers on Tiger Paw. I mean, just this huge list. So we're we're fortunate to get a lot of feedback. And you know, you've got Toshiba and Zoltis, and there's just a whole list of them. And they're all now starting to talk to and work with RMM providers like Level Platforms and Enable. And you're, you're going to see all that just kind of come under one fold. So if you're using one good RMM tool, one good PSA and business automation tool, 
um, you, you know, you can start looking at now how can you get into a situation where you can support all this stuff even though it's a bit foreign to you. Well, when it's all under one umbrella and it's all being managed and it's all being patched and all the good stuff that goes with it, it kind of changes the dynamics. And so, yeah, I agree. And you're going to have a hard time if you don't do this and you're going after a customer base or, you know, a prospect base at somebody else's customer base and then providing it all. Because you can imagine how difficult it is to unbrute somebody who says, look, I'm on a managed service model with this guy down the street, and I pay him a monthly fee, and my network's taken care of, and my phone system's taken care of. You know, why would I want to switch to you and have to separate that again? It's that whole I want one throat to choke kind of thing. And so I absolutely agree. I think it's real important. And it's one of the reasons we're putting together a lot of educational material right now and working with some of our telecom partners uh, and what we're really a big thing that we're doing at the conference is bringing that information in to help these guys make the transition because we think it's absolutely critical that they make the transition. Mm-hmm. So, guys, you yeah, know, that's, I, that's great. So, tele, so telecom's important, and you know, lots of good stuff happening there. Um, and you know, MSPs, you know, there's still, there's still opportunity there. I mean, I built my MSP back in 2001. One of my first uh, key relationships was with a telecom provider here in Calgary. And even today, I'm still good friends with that with that person. That he was the one actually told me about Tiger Paw earlier this week. So I mean, relationships are key. And you know, back in the day, yeah, James, you're 100% where you just partner with them. We sent we sent leads back and forth. If we're going to do it today, I probably would look at somehow to merge or acquisition there to kind of own that whole uh, piece of wire. But you know what? Let's, let's move on because we could talk sure. about telecom forever. Let's talk. You know, no no merging economy type or recovering economy discussion is going to be complete without a discussion around the cloud. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of fear in the in the channel right now about the cloud computing, and there's a lot of guys making a lot of money because of cloud computing. James, let's, I want to flip it over to you first for your opinion on you know where you're seeing the cloud from the Tiger Paw partners. You know, it's an interesting question because I've got as a as a Tiger Paw as a company, you know, we kind of have our view on how the cloud affects our customers from a Tiger Paw perspective, and then of course what I think you're asking is the, is the cloud from their perspective. You know, Tiger Paw being an on premise solution, we get asked for the cloud, but not as often as you would think. And I think it's because with having such a mission-critical app and the, and the wonderful, rich GUI of a fat client, um, TigerPod is very suitable, and a lot of people have a comfort level running it local. But other things like backup and disaster recovery and, and some of the things that go along there, they like to move to the cloud. So our, what we're kind of seeing is the smart guys are embracing it where it makes sense to embrace it, but not eating, you know, not, not drinking the Kool-Aid and, and jumping into everything and saying everything has got to be the cloud. So I think um, it really comes down to your, your, your customers. You know, if you're dealing with the big guys uh, versus you're dealing with the three-person shop, you know, even in a, I won't drag telephony all the way back in there, but there are even hosted telephony providers. So should your well, phone I'm, I'm system on be one, in the I'm cloud? I'm on one right now talking to you. Okay, right? there my, you go. Oh, my my telephony, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you're a three-person shop, a hosted telephone, telephone situation makes a heck of a lot of sense. You know, if you've got 100 people in your office, it may not be as attractive. So from the cloud perspective, there's, there's so much hype and there's so much info. The reality is there's some great stuff that we feel deserves being out there. There's some things that shouldn't be out there. And even with that, I don't think it's a blanket statement because it depends on the size of your client and some of the needs of your client. Yeah, well, before I flip it over to Stu for comments, I know he has a comment on this too. I just, I've been writing a Microsoft uh, award submission for a client of mine uh, who has taken a 60-person office off of Google Enterprise apps and moving them back over to Exchange 2010 on-premise. And there were some huge issues associated with that. But, Stu, let me flip it over to you for your thoughts on the cloud. Yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of the cloud. I, I love it. You know, when I was an MSP, everything I did was in the cloud. Uh, I used to host the solutions. 
Um, I'm a big big believer in it. Um, and I actually just took on a new partner just the other day in, in one of our power teams out of Colorado, and they do they're focused on green IT. Okay, and that means getting everything off prem. Okay, and well that's one of their their focuses about a green IT cloud, and uh, not a green cloud but a green IT cloud. And um, you know I, I think that the success of, of of cloud computing can go along with the the hype a couple of years ago, if you guys remember, about green IT. We got to go green. We got to save energy. We got to do this, and and that focus was kind of on the data centers. But now I think it's turning around to small businesses, uh, small to medium businesses, or even large businesses, about how uh, cloud computing, whether it's Exchange or backup or line of business apps or whatever, in in a in a cloud-based data center, so you don't have to have um, the power and cost on site um, can really help uh, help the company grow. Okay, because at the end of the day, IT providers need to help their clients grow, and I think the cloud can be a big part of that. Now, not to take anything away from TigerPod, because I'm, I'm a huge fan. Um, you know, is TigerPod looking to put a SaaS offering together, uh, a cloud-based solution for their PSA? Um, absolutely. We have a team that's researching it right now. Honestly, the demand hasn't been big enough to force us in that direction. Uh, a lot really? of the people, yeah, a lot of the people that demand cloud, we have find quite honestly, are the small shop, the the one to five user shop. And while we've got a lot of customers in that range, you know, for us, it's really when you start to get into the 10, 12 person mark where TigerPod becomes a very compelling story because we're not tying individual products together. We provide one suite of applications that runs your entire business. And so right. as you get into that size, it makes more sense to use TigerPod. And those aren't the guys that are so demanding and beating the drum that you've got to be in the cloud. But you get a two-user guy that calls us, absolutely, we want to be in the cloud. Well, our thought is there are competitors or other options that you can go to for that. So that said, we've got a, a big initiative internally of saying, what does the cloud look like for TigerPaw? Uh, you know, what is the technology we want to use? What is the pricing model? And how does it fit in the bigger scheme of things of profitability and the service to the specific customers. And that's kind of why I've got that idea of I think the cloud is wonderful, but I don't think it's a panacea. I think it depends on the uh, situation. So, yes, we get asked about it, but primarily the real small shops are the ones that are demanding it. Right. Well, you know, Joe Panettieri on MSP Mentor wrote, uh, I think it was a couple months ago, um, you know, going from managed service provider to cloud service provider, okay? Do you need to do this? And and I think it's all one and the same, I, you know? I think the, the IT providers, the MSPs, VARs, solution providers, need to be smart enough to, to see what solutions work best for their for their client. Okay, and put exactly. the client in the best solution for them, whether it's cloud or on-prem or whatever it happens to be. Again, big fan of TigerPaw. Um, if I would have known about you guys when I was an MSP, I probably would have been running it because I really like the way um, it works. And, and for the seven people that I had working for me, it would have been phenomenal, perfect. I appreciate um, that. But again... Um, I, I use Salesforce because I looked at my mm -hmm. company as a sales and marketing company and uh, needed to be able to track sales in the pipeline. I believe that was m most important. Knowing TigerPaw version 11 as well as I do now uh, for having you know uh, engaged with you, James, and, and your team and spoken at your conference, it's a really great product. I love the CRM in it. I think it's very powerful. Um, but again, your competitors also have phenomenal products. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I know you can't deny that. And there's, mar and there's room in this market for everybody. But going to the cloud, um, I think IT providers, whether they're one-person shops or 100-person shops, need to engage the cloud, 
however it's best for their client. I agree with that statement so, 100%. So, Stu, I have a I have a challenge to that because, you know, and I, and I think I don't I'm not challenging your statement of going to the cloud. I think that's important for MSPs to start looking at. I think you know, I, and I do a lot of training across North America for in the in the IT services community. I think we need to strip away all these lo- these labels that we put on ourselves as MSPs or cloud service providers. And really get down to the core of what we really are, which is IT service providers. We're still providing information technology. And I agree with what James said. And, and I think Larry Walsh also said it at spring training. Eventually it's going to come down to the endpoints that we're managing, mm-hmm. not necessarily computers or tablets or phones or servers. It can be, you know, running out there as a uh, service provider and changing the light bulb in your, in your, in your lighting system. That's probably taking you to an extreme. But I definitely see that type of play, and I think if we, I think we can really need to start focusing on what we really are as being, you know, IT service providers instead of being MSPs or cloud service providers or, or telco service providers or whatever. I'm going to throw that back over to you, Stu, for comment on that because I think that's where yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I firmly I believe. That, I want to take that one level higher. I mean, you're great IT service providers. I think that's what your staff should be doing. But as a business owner or as a consultant or as the term gets thrown around, the trusted advisor. We're business technology consultants, okay? Our yeah. job is to consult with small, medium, large businesses on the use of their technology to better their business. So we're just not the IT fixer guys. And uh, we're, 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 tech, we're business consultants. We're, we're business coaches. I mean, every single person in this industry it needs to coach their client on the better use of technology to, for the betterment of their business. And that goes from vendors to service providers to guys like us that, that advise uh, the service providers out there, whether they're telco, data, um, cabling, whatever they happen to be, we're in business for the betterment of our clients. And one of the things, that, you know, when, when somebody asks me, how did your business work, I say, you know, I serve for the betterment of my client's client. Because if I'm not training my client, my MSP client, my bar client, to do their job better, they're not helping their client. And so mm-hmm. we really need to be business technology consultants, and um, you know, rather than just IT solution providers. I agree. I would I would agree with that. I mean, business is you know business acumen is so important. It's, I blogged about it this morning on my MSPMarketing.ca blog about the Microsoft Awards, and this is you know those awards are not about the technology. The technology plays an important piece. But in the, the day, it's well, how do you help your client with efficiencies, productivity, uh, ROI, make better business decisions, and I think that's uh, that's key, and it starts with having a good system in place internally that you can help to, with that. But you know, James, Stuart, you nailed it. Maybe I lob the ball over the fence to you for some for some comments there. You bet. I think you see. I'm in alignment with you. I think you nailed it right out of the park with that comment. You know, I'm a young guy, forty. 41 right now, but I mean, I, I got my start at Tiger Paw. I was the automated backup system. I, you know, I came in after school, uh, I was 16 years old, and I had five and a quarter inch floppies, and I would come in and I'd sit in the office by myself and I would flop those discs, you know. That was me. And so I've been, I've, I've seen so much technology come and go and kind of learn to look at, and it's hard to figure out what is really real and what's not. You know, what is a fad and what is not. Cloud computing was tried years ago, it was the ASP model. Um, which at the time I don't think the technology was there to really make it work, but there was this whole idea that we're all going to go to a, an ASP model and we're going to push out the applications, and, and basically it's, it's what is hosted today. The technology 
and it's easy for us as technological people. You know, I'm a, I'm a coder at heart. Heck, I've written 14 books on coding. I've written for Microsoft. You know, I've written for O'Reilly. I mean, I, I'm a technological guy. I love technology. But you've got to separate that and got to move the hype out. It really comes down to the value you're providing. So does the cloud get me excited as the cloud? No. Does what the cloud provides in some of the ways, like the automated backups or the remote management tools? Hell yeah. And most business owners you go in and talk to and you start throwing cloud at them, that, it's just words, right? It's just more technology. It's bits, it's bytes, it's processors, it's RAM, it's cloud. The question is, what value do you bring to the table to them? And some of that may be on-premise. You know, I'm a big fan of Exchange. I think it's got a lot of problems, but we use it and we do a lot with it. It's a wonderful thing. For some people, it might be Google Docs versus Office. You know, again, I'm an Office fan. I'm a Microsoft guy. I love Office 2010. On a beefy machine, sweet stuff. For others, it could be something in the cloud. So for I, my perspective, it's really, you know, it's that, that trusted business advisor going in and finding out who your client is, the challenges that they face on a day-to-day -day basis, and then whatever that technology may be, to help them to better their business and move forward. So I think all of it has a place, but I think a lot of times we get so caught up in the technology, we stop talking about the application of the technology. I don't get excited by new PDAs. I get excited by the apps that let me do something better with them. So it's not the technology, it's the application of technology to me that is really compelling. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you more, agree. James. And, you know, here's the thing. You know, I'm a, I'm a big component of trying to improve myself and, and, and whatever I, I learn I try to pass on to the people I work with. And last year at the CompTIA AMM, I don't know if you were there, but there was a gentleman by the name of Kevin Freeberg who spoke. He did the keynote. It was awesome. And he wrote a book. He's wrote, written a few books. Uh, he's written the book Guts uh, about running companies. But the book that, that he was pimping out at last year is called Boom, Seven Choices for Blowing the Doors Off Business as Usual. And um, I have a copy of it. I've read it twice now, and I just reread it again on my way to the AMM again this year. And he nails it. He nails it in, in the seven choices to make a difference in your business. It doesn't matter what you're selling. You could be selling IT services or rubber dog poop out of a out of a truck. It doesn't matter. But it's the choices you make uh, in business. You know, rule number one basically is. Be a player. Don't be a bystander. Okay, you know I use a lot of sports analogies because I'm a huge sports fan. But you know this is a great book. So anybody listening should go pick go pick it up. If you have a Kindle, it's ten bucks on Kindle. Um, just download it and read it and and do stuff to improve yourself. Two other books I recommend to everybody is Bob Berg's The Go Giver. It should be a staple of business. Okay, and uh, Thomas Fries' The Secrets of Question Based Selling. Those three books for service provider. I think if you live by those, I, I, you know, I think that your business will go in the direction you want it to, and that's up. Well, I think it's interesting you mentioned a selling books too, because that's an area you know I think you've you've seen a lot of people that have tried to move to a managed service model don't quite get is it's the sales aspect again it's the value right talking about you know putting agents on your machine and we can watch this goes right over a guy's head but when you can truly sell it when you can put that value out to the guy and say, look, you don't have to worry about things anymore. 
You know, I'm going to worry about them for you. I'm going to fix things for you before you know they're broken. That's the value. And so I'm excited to hear you mention the sales book because I think, again, what happened was when the economy was roaring, a lot of these guys, all they cared about and all they called us about was tickets. Can I manage my tickets in Tiger Pond? Can I get an invoice out the door? You know, how fast can I get an invoice out the door? When the economy went down, everybody, now they're starting to ask about marketing and how do I produce nice proposals to get the business and how do I work the lists? which was very exciting for us because they're components we've always focused on. And that's a big thing as you come through this economy is it's got to be more – you've got to go out of your comfort zone, and you've got to read the books, and you've got to look at these things, and you've got to figure out where you should be improving yourself and improving your business. And I think that sales side is real important. Uh, it's extremely well, you know important. Gentlemen, that, you, know, you, you nailed it because you – know, and I hate to cut, cut you off there, Stu, but we're running, we're running short of time here. And you know, having Coach Stu take care of you on the business development side – you know, engaging with my team at Ulistic on the marketing side and having, a, you know, a cornerstone uh, solution like TigerPod, definitely, uh, you know, three critical pillars to success for any uh, telco or IT service provider. So, James, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, just before we, we let you cut you loose here, how can people get a hold of TigerPod? How can they get more information about what you guys do? Um, www.tigerpawsoftware.com, T-I-G-E-R-P-A-W-S-O-F-T-W-A-R-E.com. Come out to the home site. You can send me an email as well if you want. It's James F. is in Foxtrot at TigerPawSoftware.com. And if I can't help you, I'll get you to somebody real smart who can. So, yeah, all we ask is Great, if, you're, if you're thinking about doing something different um, or growing your business in a different way, give us a look. If we, if we can help you, we'd love to help you. Great. And, James, thanks again for, uh, for joining us today. I know, uh, you know it's been a great 30-minute uh, great discussion here. I'm sure we there's a lot of uh, – people out there listening to us that are getting huge value from what we have to share and those that downloaded it uh, afterwards. Stu, maybe I'll flip it over to you for any final comments. Um, again, James, I want to, you know, again, you and I have been friends a while, and I really appreciate you uh, taking time to be on the this show with uh, with Stuart and myself. Uh, it's, My pleasure. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. and We, we enjoy doing this show. Um, folks out there listening, you know, th- there's, there's resources out there. There's me. There's Stu Crawford. There's Tiger Paw, there's your other vendors. If you're not setting yourself up as a business consultant with your clients, you're missing out on something that's going to be really personal to you and very successful to your business. So uh, you need help, check out my blog at www.mspcoaching.com, and you can always get a hold of me if you want to know. Mr. Crawford. Great. Stu, thanks again. James, thanks a lot. We're out of here, guys. We'll talk to you all in a couple weeks. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks.